Welcome to Disruption Dialogues Podcast Season 2. Listen to the influential leaders and trailblazers from around the world as they share invaluable insights to navigating the fifth industrial revolution. Hello and welcome to another episode of Disruption Dialogues Season 2. I'm Sarwan Singh, President and Chief Commercial Officer at Markets & Markets. We live in a world today where everything is hyper-connected. We have 5G cellular connectivity on the ground and increasingly space connectivity with launch of about 2,000 microsatellites planned over the coming decade. By the end of this decade, we'll have 6G, and just as 5G is bringing isolated islands like the connected home or a connected football stadium fully connected, with 5G, we'll see connected living solutions that integrate our homes, city, vehicles, and also fully enable human-to-human, machine-to-machine, and human-to-machine connectivity in future. At the same time, we're making leaps in the world of AI. We are now leaving narrow AI and entering general AI, with generative AI bridging the gap between the two. Future computing technologies like quantum computing or neuromorphic computing will further accelerate the shift from general AI to super AI. Our brain is super AI, and when that happens, we'll achieve what experts term as technology singularity. Good news is that we're still 15 to 20 years, if not more, from achieving that. However, today we are seeing the acceleration of digitalization across sectors, and today we like to discuss digitalization of the energy sector. To discuss this, we have today Simona Risotti, Senior Vice President of the region Europe and Africa, and she looks after products uh, within the Siemens Energy portfolio of gas services, controls, and digitalization. Simona is an international executive leader, having lived and worked in multiple continents with extensive experience managing a large leadership team and a multitude of businesses related to energy transformation across the globe. Thank you, Simona, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Welcome, Simona. Um, So today we'll be discussing about the power of data unlocking the potential of digital energy. So Simona, the first question I have for you, you know, we within Markets and Markets define the future of energy as digital, decarbonized, decentralized, and thanks to improvements in efficiency, we could even see the reduction of energy usage. Would you agree with our definition and how would you define the future of energy? Yes, absolutely. I would agree with the definition with the 3D, digitalization, decarbonization, and decentralization. And I really think these are driving and shaping the energy of the future. Uh, Let me elaborate a little bit on that. Uh, The integration of digital technology is transforming the energy sector from smart grid and digital energy management system to advanced analytics and artificial intelligence, digitalization enable real-time monitoring, optimization, and control of energy generation, distribution, and consumption. It enhances efficiency, reliability, and resilience, allowing for better demand, site management, and integration of renewable energy resources. With the growing concern over the climate change, the future of energy will be undoubtedly decarbonized. This means that uh, reducing reliance on fossil fuel and transforming to cleaner and renewable energy sources such as solar, wind, hydro, geothermal, hydrogen, and advanced bioenergy. This is going to be for sure the future to bring us to a low carbon alternative and uh, the complete sector is aiming to mitigate uh, greenhouse emissions and combat uh, the global warming. 
And for the last D, the energy uh, landscape uh, is shifting toward uh, decentralization, moving from uh, you know, the big nuclear and fossil power plant from the, a traditional centralized power generation to distribution models. Distributed energy resources are included rooftop solar panel, uh, small and bigger wind turbine, heat pumps, uh, and energy storage system. And these are uh, becoming more prevalent. We also have uh, uh, microgrids, peer-to-peer -peer energy uh, trading platform that are uh, becoming more normal and uh, allow the consumer to share energy within their own network. So decentralization uh, improves also the energy security and promote the energy independencies. So I would say also that the energy efficiency play plays a crucial role uh, in shaping the future of energy because uh, uh, we need to produce the same amount uh, uh, or even more electricity and uh, uh, creating less CO2. And if I can give you one example where I was uh, personally involved uh, is where we utilize our optimized solution and digital technology for optimizing the process in uh, the power plant uh, Atlas Iskenderun in uh, Turkey. This is a thermal power plant with an installed capacity of uh, 1,200 megawatt that is delivering energy to 2.5 million people uh, every day. And it was designed to be baseload. And now we see that with the injection of more and more renewable, uh, it needed to be more flexible. So we, we utilize uh, our algorithm and digital solution to make the operation more flexible. And we were able to uh, make it 30% more flexible and decrease the fuel consumption and CO2 uh, actually uh, emission uh, significantly. And uh, exactly, I would say that the 3D digitalization, decarbonization and decentralization are really characterizing the new uh, energy landscape. And this also aligns uh, with the global effort to address the climate change and enhance energy security and create a, a sustainable energy system for the future generations. Thank you, Simona. I'm glad we are aligned on the 3Ds of the future of energy. Um, I think you partially answered it, but maybe let me just expand a bit on my second question here. So, you know, we in uh, Markets and Markets see the digital utility market to be worth about 250 to 300 billion by 2028. And we see this largely being triggered by technologies such as big data analytics, machine learning, distributed energy source management, and cloud computing, which overcomes some of the key challenges, as you know, with our aging grids, intermittency, balancing distribution connected generation, and, and so on. So I wanted to ask you how, in your opinion, digital technologies play part in the decarbonization journey? Yes. Um, I would say that uh, digitalization can contribute in many ways uh, to decarbonization. One is exactly what I uh, just explained in the power plan in Turkey. Uh, I would say really that digital technology offers the possibility to make energy production more efficient. This means that you can produce really the same amount of electricity, electricity with less fuel and less emission. Like I explained before. Secondly, digitalization can help to integrate renewable resources into the grid by managing the power flow 
balancing the supply and then demand and optimizing the energy storage. If you look at, for example, what we at Siemens Energy are doing uh, with our control system OmniYC3000, we can really help managing the intermittency of uh, all the wind, solar, and the renewable energy by predicting the energy output and adjusting the supply accordingly. And as a third point, uh, also integrated data management support decarbonization. Integrating operation and engineering data enable nowadays engineers to do their job more efficiently. And uh, while the data sciences and modelers can use the data that we have to predict the future. So the, today, the data scientists spend 45% of their time analyzing the data and 15, 20% visualizing it. Imagine if we could automate that effort using live data and analytics to span to your entire industrial life cycle. And this process is happening now for uh, the leading company and Siemens Energy is uh, one of that. And we are using this insight to unlock uh, the new opportunity to decarbonize. So I would say that overall digitalization can enable uh, the optimization of energy and resource use, uh, reduce fuel consumption, and promote sustainable practices contributing to the decarbonization of the energy sector. Thank you, Simona. Uh, Simona, um, you mentioned some good examples there, but overall, how do you see the overall adoption rate of digital solutions across the industry? And any specific examples that come to your mind which are really forward-looking? Um, I would say yes. Uh, I would say that the overall adoption of uh, the digital solution across the industry is uh, very high and is significantly and uh, rapidly growing. Uh, we started with the telecommunication. I would say this is the first sector that really adapted uh, all digital technology. And if you wanted to compare really one sector that is learning from each other, I would look at the health sector and the energy sector. So, and really the two sectors uh, can be seen as the one early adopter role model and the one that following the other. Uh, for example, uh, healthcare and energy industry generate, as we know, a vast amount of data. In the energy sector, uh, this data is collected from the smart grid and so on. And by leveraging this digital technology, uh, we can create uh, meaningful information. Another example is telemedicine uh, and remote patient monitoring that is in the healthcare sector. Similarity in the energy sector is really the remote monitoring of power plant, of turbines, uh, of complete access assets, sorry, till uh, creation of virtual power plant. Um, and uh, uh, there are so many other examples, but I would say really that uh, uh, the industry are uh, learning one from the each other. And also right now we see also very conservative industries uh, uh, introducing meta metaverse, right? That it was started by Facebook. So it's really uh, a process that uh, uh, more advanced uh, adapters of digitalization are becoming the role model and uh, the less digitalized industry are learning and embracing that digital uh, uh, transformation to enhance their performance. Thank you. You mentioned metaverse. Are there any specific examples of metaverse being used or being 
discuss to be used within the energy sector? And any uh, specific use cases? Yes, absolutely, yes. Um, I mean, I would say that uh, uh, we use really uh, virtual reality uh, to create a, a, a virtual uh, image of the power plants of uh, our customer. Um, we use uh, uh, artificial intelligence to create models and uh, we also train our people using gaming and metaverse technology so that uh, uh, really also the learning process uh, is much faster and you can really try it on the live object in uh, the 3Ds. So I would say it's really something that we do uh, a lot and uh, also our customer uh, like to see. Thank you. That's very interesting uh, how quickly <laughs> these these technologies are being adopted. Yeah. I think similar to that, you know, one of the big things we've heard over the last few months, um, Simona, is generative AI. And we in M&M believe, you know, this is a 50 billion plus industry on its own within the next five years. Um, so I wanted to ask you within the power and utility sector, I mean, we see some use cases like, you know, in customer behavior management, grid optimization, even price forecasting and realization. Do you see any specific use cases of generative AI? Uh, and in particular, are there any cases where you see higher levels of monetization? Um, I would say yes, and uh, uh, we do it, uh, and I can give you two examples. Um, when, uh, when we talk about, for example, of uh, uh, what we call in Siemens Energy Asset Care Program, this is a program that uses proactive maintenance strategy to prevent asset failure and breakdown in the energy production process. So we have a really algorithm that can recommend and can identify before it happens and even eliminate the root cause analysis of defect and uh, asset failure. And this is very important for a uh, power plant operator because of course uh, that will make uh, the operational efficiency and maintenance much easier and will create also more sustainability in their operation, right? Uh, a second example where we really utilize the power of AE is uh, uh, in the energy management solution. Uh, as we already explore, uh, the power producer nowadays have uh, uh, the challenge that they have to sell the energy at the most profitable way. The problem that uh, we see is that the injection of uh, renewable energy in the grid uh, is increasingly complicated and uh, the decision that needs to be taken are more and more complicated and needs to be more and more uh, at the spot. So um, the dispatcher are now playing a big role. And depending of uh, the plant and the dispatcher, then they can really make the money or not make the money. So we combine the power of uh, AI introducing really a uh, new uh, forecasting uh, algorithm and uh, making possible that uh, the dispatching can understand weather and weather condition uh, at the day I have and really 
create through the power of artificial intelligence a driven forecasting and predictive model that can uh, help us uh, help them sorry in uh, uh, choosing the right way to utilize their asset and this is really uh, what we did and what we are developing right now uh, really utilizing rapid and multidimensional multi-branch scenarios simulation and creating the ad and short-term future generation plan and everything is only possible with the uh, utilization of uh, artificial intelligence and uh, that's why i really see that uh, this is uh, uh, another uh, digital technology that is playing a, a bigger role in our industry and we'll continue to do that Thank you, Simona. Thank you. And on maybe just moving on from, uh, we, we talked a lot about use cases and you've given some amazing examples. Now, I want to ask a little bit about business models, um, you know, because you have these fantastic use cases, but they do require some, you know, um, unique, innovative business models. Do you see any specific business models that you are adopting within the industry? Example, platform as a service? Yes, uh, Siemens Energy is, and uh, yes, we are. Um, platform as a service is one of that, where uh, we can offer really a digital platform that integrates uh, our solution and services and allow customers to access uh, them and utilize also their technology uh, so that we can have uh, uh, the benefit of both. Another one that uh, we are seeing and we are utilizing with our customer is um, uh, cloud based services also. Uh, so even we are thinking about uh, uh, control system and based on the cloud so that uh, really the plan operator, they don't need to own the hardware and to be always in charge of having in the uh, latest stage. But uh, we as Siemens Energy really offer them the service and uh, we use the cloud technology for, uh, for it. The other one is uh, a performance-based contract. That is something that we also do with uh, uh, our customer. So Siemens Energy uh, can offer really for a specific customer a performance-based contract and our customer will pay based on the achieved outcome or defined performance metric that we decide. And this is uh, very much used when it comes to uh, energy efficiency, on reduction in carbon emission for a, a plan operator and the payment will really be based on the achieved result that we can uh, uh, provide to our customer. So I would say that uh, digitalization is changing also the business model that uh, uh, are in our industry and Siemens Energy is really one of uh, um, uh, the four, uh, I would say, the, of the um, pioneer there that is really seeing this dynamic in the industry, adapting them, seeing also with customer the new the new needs of the customer, and seeing which customer are open to adapt them, and then really creating new uh, possible solution for it. So, so you mentioned the African continent. Um, so I wanted to ask you a specific question to Africa. Um, I remember doing some research a while back and and says that Africa is the dark continent when you see it from space. The whole world looks very lit up, uh, but not Africa. Uh, but at the same time, they say, given the vast geography of Africa, um, it is perfect for a decentralized and decarbonized power solution. What's your view on the energy transition in Africa? 
Yes, uh, for sure, the energy transition in Africa is different than uh, in any other continent, for sure, from uh, uh, Europe. Uh, the first thing that we need to make sure uh, in Africa is uh, uh, to provide uh, uh, energy, accessible, reliable energy to the around about 600 million people that are still without uh, access of electricity. Uh, Africa is going to be really decentralized. They have, uh, let me say, because they are not uh, that evolved in the energy landscape, we have really the possibility to shape the energy landscape for their need, which is also uh, a positive thing. Uh, we saw that the last decade, Africa experienced a shift from coal to gas. And I would say that this decade uh, will be seen a major shift also to renewable, but also further grow in the natural gas. What we see is also that the natural gas remains uh, the market leader in uh, the power generation. But the share of uh, wind will grow pretty much four times uh, compared to 2020 and in the next decade, and the solar of six times. And uh, also hydro, we remain uh, on a stable level. Uh, what I think is important also to mention, which is uh, also a parallel between the two continents, Europe and uh, Africa, is the, the importance of the grid. So to connect all this power to all these people, you need the investment, major investment in the grid. And this is also something that uh, uh, is happening uh, in Africa. We see also there, uh, a lot of government-driven programs that support uh, uh, the transformation of the energy. Also, Africa is a, a potential global green hydrogen hub because you can produce with uh, uh, green energy hydrogen and then export it, for example, to uh, Europe. So we really see that uh, uh, the energy transition is happening in Africa, is happening on a very fast pace. Uh, and we see this really the decarbonization also and the st uh, strengthening the aging of uh, uh, their asset is something that is a driver. And one important thing is that uh, the financing a political situation will play a major role there. So, of course, we need uh, their uh, uh, honest political and financial partnership uh, to really push for the energy transformation in Africa. So well, that sounds very interesting um, from, from a continent perspective. Um, Swana, so you've achieved a lot uh, in your career. You manage a strong and a large team. Any particular achievements you're personally proud of? Um, I would say yes. One that I would like to mention uh, is uh, what we created with uh, a customer that uh, was a charter of trust for the cybersecurity in the complete uh, uh, world. And one of our customers, Enel, uh, decided to embrace the journey together with us as uh, a company. And that was uh, really uh, something that I'm proud of because we together really uh, were putting the base for the cybersecurity for the future together also with uh, other customers and other big companies. 
And coming from that experience, uh, I really saw how important cybersecurity is going to be for us, for the world. And uh, therefore, um, I decided that uh, we needed to be faster. And uh, I decided to create a cybersecurity operation center for our customer, exactly in uh, where we had uh, um, a big pool of people that were already working on remote services. And uh, I saw the benefit there to add new services, cybersecurity services for, other for our customer. And this was uh, really like an entrepreneur uh, thing, uh, going very fast and uh, making sure that we can uh, really create uh, the best fit for the customer. And uh, right now, is uh, uh, our CSOC is uh, connected to 150 plants, uh, and we have uh, so many customers still asking uh, for additional services. So I think that is uh, something I'm very proud about. That was amazing. Uh, last question, Simona. Uh, you earlier mentioned uh, when I asked you what are this, you know, how digitalization, how you see digitalization across industries, and you gave the example of healthcare and energy, very similar. And you gave yeah. the example of telemedicine in particular. Now, we've seen how COVID has had a huge impact in digitalization of, uh, or in particular, of the healthcare industry. What has COVID um, taught the energy industry? Any learnings? Yes, I would say so. So, first of all, resilience, uh, that is the first thing that uh, we all learn. We as a, pe a person, uh, of course, uh, and every one of us, uh, because uh, uh, we needed really to keep the lights on. This was uh, our message uh, for our people. And uh, very difficult uh, if uh, you are in charge, as I was, uh, of the global operation and you have to send people around the world. So we learned very fast that resilience is uh, the first point and uh, being able to utilize a remote uh, operation is something that we need to be Master to be mastering now um, is something that we already utilize uh, during uh, war conflicts, but really explode during COVID. Uh, really making sure that you have uh, the right equipment uh, and you can be guided from a central location and then uh, really remotely, um, the people that are on site can do work that normally they are uh, not uh, able to do, but guided uh, from experts, they were able to do. And utilizing this one, we also saw that uh, um, the um, automation and virtualization and uh, really making power plan autonomously running and really amended is a need that we see also in our customer. Uh, COVID helped us uh, in developing much faster the technology, including uh, drones, uh, including cameras everywhere, microphones, so that nowadays really we can offer solution for our customer where uh, you have uh, uh, smart analysis, uh, smart forecast, uh, smart recommendation, and really driven by uh, technology and where the uh, human being is really in a central location, concentrating and can take care of different assets uh, far away. And I think uh, 
the acceleration digitalization, the ability to do a lot of things remotely, and also the resilience that uh, uh, people uh, need to show is something that uh, we learned and will stay with us uh, uh, for much longer. Stefana, it's been a very interesting discussion. I've learned a lot today. Not only have I learned about the digital transformation of the energy industry, but I think what I've really enjoyed listening to you today is the use cases of generative AI and digitalization. And most importantly, I think uh, some of the inputs you gave on the new business model is very, very helpful uh, to learn. And of course, the lessons from uh, COVID, which again, you know, play into the, some of the key things you talked about, resilience and autonomous uh, plants in the future. So, Simona, very thankful to you for today. Thanks for joining thank us. You. Absolutely enjoy the discussions. And thank you everybody for listening in. I was in conversation with Simona Rossetti. She's Senior Vice President of Europe and Africa and looks after gas services controls and digitalization at Siemens Energy. Once again, a big thank you, Simona. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to know how you can navigate and thrive in this disruptive era, subscribe to Disruption Dialogues on your go-to podcast channels and stay tuned for more interesting episodes.